Welcome, welcome, welcome one all, well, no, what do they say? Come one, come all, welcome one all. <laughs> it's the library circus, and as we love to do, we're diving into Jung. Aren't you so blessed? Aren't you so lucky that this man sits in his home, this man named Justin A.W. Blair, and just reads Jung all the time? Because how else would you know about alchemy or... um? Al Alex, I'm not gonna give away the word of the podcast. Actually, why don't you just give it to us? We're gonna go into. We're gonna talk about Jung. We're gonna That's talk right. about alchemy. We're gonna talk about shit you've never heard of and never will hear of again. And we're gonna break it down in a way that will make you interesting. Dinner parties, blah blah blah, etc. So stick around for the word of the podcast. The word of the podcast. The word of the podcast. This episode is Alexi Farmic. An antidote against poison or infection. This word is so obscure that I couldn't even find it, the, et the etymological breakdown very easily Whoa. on this. Uh, but I did. I just simply lost it. The point <laughs> is that Alexi means to ward off, and pharmic is a drug or a... Uh, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So now, well, I, no, you don't. You think you I do, but you don't. Because am Alexi this is pharmic. This is a counter poison. The CDC. So it's a counter poison. <laughs> it's something that you take as an antidote to a poison, but which in and of itself is poisonous. Oh. Follow me. Get ready to follow me down the path of alchemy and Carl Jung. <laughs> this is a this is a path which is steep and which I will certainly you will see me fall and I'll tumble <laughs> down this path. But tumble along with me as we explore Psychology and Alchemy by Carl Jung, a book which I have known about for a long time and I always wanted to read. I thought, what mysteries lie herein? I said to myself, every time I'd hear about the book, I'd say that to myself. I'd say, what mysteries lie herein? And But I never bought it. And so finally, I now, did. And I read it. And it's long. It's 500 -ish. what mysteries lie herein. That's the podcast. That's what we do. That's what we do. Our viewers ask, what mysteries lie herein? And they look around and we say, herein are the mysteries that lie. So let us, um, we got a lot, okay? We got a lot. This is 30 minutes because um, the Chinese own Zoom and they have decided to throttle the amount that we can discuss alchemy with each other. You see what happens? You see, I don't make any claims. I'm just spreading misinformation. Don't look it up. So what do we do here? How do we start discussing alchemy? A subject of which I have little to no knowledge, although I will say that I have visited the uh, alchemy grounds of John D. in Prague. So that's more than most people can say. Okay, I've been to the grounds on which people did alchemy so what should we say here you cannot summarize this book you have written a paragraph in the notes saying i will not summarize this book i cannot summarize this book we can just talk about it because i cannot summarize this book as if anybody is asking you to summarize jung you place this burden upon yourself you need an alexi pharmic is what i think so let's go to quote 476 which best explains what jung thinks 
Does it? Let me find it. I don't know. That's what you wrote. <laughs> Page 476. The alchemy of the classical epic from antiquity to about the middle of the 17th century was, in essence, chemical research work into which there entered, by way of projection, an admixture of unconscious psychic material. For this reason, the psychological conditions necessary for the work are frequently stressed in the texts. I don't know what I just heard. Right, and that's that's the easy that's the that's the most clear passage in the entire five hundred pages to explain it to you. Tumble on with me now. Let me try to let me try to talk it out. What the fuck does it mean? Say it in normal English okay. for um. Okay, the so hot first girls off, in the do you audience. know do you understand what alchemy is? Do you know what alchemy is? It's using rocks to change them into other materials. It's taking one material and trying to make it another using magic. Okay, so let's let's do a little freestyle <laughs> etymology also. Uh, alchemy. Can you think of that word a little bit? Al is God. Alchemy. God, something deity, no. something magic, like Allah. Not in this. Oh. No. Okay, but you're 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 on to something, which is that Al is Arabic for the. Oh yeah. Okay. Right. Emi. So. Bushemi. Kimi. Steve think, Buscemi. No, just think of a simple word, Kimmy. Chemistry. <laughs> chemistry. It's chem- yes, chemistry. Okay, so all it is is it's, it's Arabic for the chemistry. That's how we get this word, alchemy. Okay, so think about alchemy as proto chemistry. Ah, uh, okay. It's the beginnings yeah, of yeah. chemistry. That okay? makes sense. So, so from antiquity to about the middle of the 17th century. Let's take that line. The reason he he says what we're looking at here is the reason that it ends around that time, there's several reasons, but one is because around that time we start to actually get reason and the scientific method developing, which replaces what alchemy had kind of always was, but also had become. The people were doing, okay, Imagine this. Imagine someone like that looks like me a thousand years ago with in a, a castle. robe in a tower right. amongst the crows and the toads. Right. And I don't know anything about chemistry, but I've got some material. One may call it the prima materia. This is like in uh, Skyrim when they do alchemy in Skyrim. What they do is they you you get a bunch of material. You just like I pick up the butterflies, I pick up the berries, I pick up the trolls tooth, and I just say I don't know what these do, but I put them together. And sometimes it goes whoosh and it makes a potion of health. Other times it goes. And it doesn't make anything and I waste the ingredients. But then I know I have new knowledge. Now I say when I put the troll's tooth with the boar's fur, nothing happens. And then I make notes. Okay, that's really good because that's that's exactly wrong. But it's so exactly wrong <laughs> that it perfectly illustrates the age of reason and why alchemy ends. Because, see, you actually went through a scientific process by explaining how Skyrim works. You said, if I put A with B, then I will get a result C. Oh, this worked or it did not. 
alchemy, in Carl Jung's opinion, is, yes, some alchemists were actually trying to do chemistry and to do things. But what he actually thinks is that for many alchemists throughout the ages, what it was actually, they were attaching symbolic language to materials, oftentimes in code, and these symbols were a reflection of unconscious archetypes and a spiritualization process brought to bear on matter and through matter and changing the mind of the alchemist himself. So in other words, he's like, these people, many of them knew they weren't actually going to make gold out of, if they put mercury with coal or whatever, they weren't actually going to get gold. What it became is a process of individuation, a psychological process of individuation to reach the self through the process of proto-chemistry. And, and he says, look, I know this is the case because, because in the texts, the alchemists are often talking about how they have to be in a certain mindset or spiritual frame of mind in order to do the work. And if they don't, it's actually dangerous or their experiments will fail. Oh, but this is very much like divination also. That that uh, That's saying that you have to be in a certain mindset or you, you, you're, it's dangerous or fails. That's exactly what people that do divination and, and these things uh, they say. So, and I know that he has also written about divination, I, I believe, though I don't know what he wrote. Um, this is very interesting because, yeah, that's not really what I understood about alchemy. And that's why we love Jung, because we think one thing and we have these like boring, secular, incurious enlightenment age western views of things like alchemy where we say it don't work it's dumb and then we just never look at it again and never really give it credit for possibly having other uses that were not so obvious but my question is how how does putting the things with the things in alchemy bring about some kind of process of individuation which to define um per Jung's definition, because that's his word, I believe. He's the one that made it, individuation. It's his process of self-development, essentially um, transcending the levels of the self to reach your highest being. Okay, so this is where it may not be useful for me. I, I think it may be impossible and I don't want to say this in a way where it's like, I know the answer, but I just can't you tell just you don't because want to I don't have time. your secrets. No, 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 it's not that. It's that he goes through over a thousand years of different alchemists in different times, different places, and, and shows their texts and shows their like... So it, there's not one particular answer, but let me try... Okay, so... Just tell it to me. Give me an example yeah. of how the people putting the things with the things in alchemy somehow affects the person more than it does the materials. So it's not so much the actual things with the things. 
it's the symbols used mm. to ascribe the things and then and then this the transformation of those symbols through the text that they write to some degree but let me give you a, a, a maybe a simple answer which is like okay so there's this concept of the the philosopher's stone or, uh, or the lapis philosophicorum or something like that i don't know the latin uh, it has a lot of different things but one of the fundamental transformational ideas you find in alchemy all the time is that you take garbage, you take something the lowest of the low, dirt, garbage, even like it gets gross in here, the stuff they use. But like you take the lowest of the low and you might call that prima materia. That's the, the first matter, okay? So think about the kind of psychology of taking something that is worthless and then creating the philosopher's stone by mm. a process, you're transforming something worthless into something at the highest, uh, the highest value, which is oftentimes thought of as gold. This is why this very simplistic notion of alchemy is that you take a magical recipe and you're trying to make gold. Now, that is talked about throughout history. Some of the people really did think they were trying to do that. Other people were just fucking around in, in, in proto labs and saying that to kings and stuff so that they would give them money to keep doing their stuff they're trying to get grants. there's a whole bunch of different reasons but the, the basic idea is so you can understand and this this is going to come down to a point that i want to make about our modern world okay some speculation about it can you hold which it? is so kind of but it's question? related but go ahead yeah okay go ahead. it's kind of like a metaphor then it's like you take nothing and from nothing you make something of value which is the idea of your life. You have nothing when you're born. You're just a being. You don't have any skills. You don't have any knowledge. You don't have any experience. And you accrue, you start from nothing and you accrue through putting the things with the things, putting yourself in situations, coming up against life. And through that, you create something of value, which if you take it to the highest level, individuation wouldn't it be it would be gold it would be the thing that is of the most value so there's some kind of like there's a poetic element to this idea yeah there's a whole lot of ideas there also but i think so what where this gets even more complicated is he would say that these symbols that they're writing about are actually intimations of unconscious archetypes mm. and that's why the symbols manifest and exist uh, so you get mercurius as a figure that is in throughout alchemy and it has different meanings and different there's so much to it i mean it's like okay so trying to think of some other alchemical ideas um, the royal wedding is another alchemical idea. Um, that is the fusing of two things into one, ultimately. But the symbols around this are very odd. And, and this is where it just gets too squirrely. So like... Yeah, I'm going to let you go ahead and, and go forward because I can't, I don't think I can go all the way into the that. Uh, I mean, I want to give you an idea 
of why I'm not doing this. Um, you just read from the book. The serpent is Mercurius, who has the fundamental substance, hypostatica, forms himself in the water and swallows the nature to which he is joined. Figure 130. Sun drowning in the fountain of Mercurius, lion devouring the sun. Bea dissolving Gabricus in her own body. Matter is thus formed through illusion, which is necessarily that of the alchemist. This illusion might well be the vera imaginatio possessed of informing power. That's one paragraph. Um, so to go into the specifics of each of these, I mean, look, there's, he does lay out a process that's fairly common um, to a lot of these alchemical experiments. And I think that the easiest way to explain it is what I just said. You take base matter and through a transformation process, which has a kind of up and down to it, uh, you get something of higher value. Okay. All right. Um, so where do you think we should go from here then? I'm going to pick a couple of random passages. I'm going to use a uh, divinatory method by just randomly picking uh, areas which I've underlined. I'll, re I'll read a couple and then maybe that'll get us into this a little bit more because I know we're, we're stumbling. We're stumbling and we're falling and it's difficult, but I'm going to just try to grab a couple. Can you do alchemy um, at home? Can I do alchemy? Can I start doing alchemy? No, <laughs> you can't. Why? Because you think because I only shouldn't? a fool is interested in other people's guilt, since he cannot alter it. The wise man learns only from his own guilt. Page one seventeen. Wow, that's a good one. Under the symbolism of the mandala. Mm. He so part of this book is he goes through. Um, Dreams of a, okay, dreams of a patient, and then he takes the dreams of the patient and matches them and, to things in in alchemy and throughout history. Yeah, this is one of the famous uh, stories of Jung, where he realized where what it helped him to realize the idea of the archetypes because he found overlap between like a schizophrenic patient's hallucinations and then like the symbology in these either primitive. Uh, religion or belief systems or I guess also in the, these alchemical uh, writings okay so let me try to also get into this a little by this passage by acknowledging the reality of the psyche and making it a co-determining ethical factor in our lives we offend against the spirit of convention which for centuries has regulated psychic life from outside by means of institutions as well as by reason. Okay, so in our he's saying in our modern time he's saying I will not comply. No. So he he well yes, but yes. kind of. <laughs> yes, he's condemning the institutions as repressive forces that mitigate the psyche. The inner life. No. No, that's wrong, actually. Well, then what is uh, it? Not repressive. Actually useful to for most people. Mm. So, so you need... Most people need... Most people don't want to be an alchemist. Well, I because do. Because 
Well, you don't because a lot of them end up poisoned, going insane. Uh, bat, so things happening. And this is something, again, in Carl Jung, which a lot of people need to remember. He, he warns often, like, don't you can't plunge into the depths of the archetypes and all these kinds of things willy-nilly. So if you just start doing alchemy at your house, you know, this goes back to something that I wanted to say, though. You just We're see, like, all, all the around. homeless people climbing up Mulholland and lining up, circling around my house, holding, like, a glowing rock or something. And <laughs> you see it on CNN, and they're like, oh, wow, they're... They're marching for justice. But actually, they're in formation because I've broken into the Philosopher's Stone. Broken in formation. They're in formation. Let me give you a warning. In case, <laughs> let me get in, I don't know what you're trying to be, a Pied Piper of homeless people in Los Angeles. That doesn't sound like a good that idea. That sounds like the Through, only thing that magic would do here is like somehow organize the homeless. I mean, they're just there. They seem like they're waiting okay. for something. Well, let me give you stone. a warning. Easy is the descent to awareness. Night and day the door of gloomy dis stands open. But to recall thy steps and pass up to the upper air, that is the task. This is the toil. Do you understand that? Because if you don't understand that, you better not be trying to do alchemy in your house. <laughs> it's very Lord of the Rings, okay? It's very, um, when they throw the breadcrumbs, yeah, in the fairy tale. Not in Lord of the Rings. I know they don't throw breadcrumbs in Lord of the Rings. But it's like this idea that you place the breadcrumbs, but then the birds eat them, and then you don't know how to get back to your quaint village. So now you're stuck in the dark woods, and you're disoriented and lost because you once you were going forward, but when you turn back to go somewhere, but you don't find the path back, you're even more lost than when you were just going forward ignorantly. You know what I'm saying? I do. Makes sense. Um, I contain the knowledge of alchemy to a degree. I, you know, people don't give me credit because they say, wow, she's so beautiful. Look at her. She has great style. Her hair is nice. She has excellent eyebrows. She cannot possibly contain the secrets of alchemy. She cannot possibly interpret the writings of the ancients. And yet, you can go on. Oh, no, go ahead, because you have all the knowledge. So I'd actually prefer you to uh, give us all the knowledge. I'm just Well, we got a question of the to... pod here. We got a question of the pod. This is the part that we can kind of use as the title. Oops, it's not supposed to. wasn't the question of the pod there, buddy. Supposed to write the question after the question of the pod. Oh, here we go. As our work becomes more abstract and more virtual, do we miss opportunities to find symbols of the unconscious in our own work? Oh. Oh. In other this words, is what I was trying. Well, I'm going to say it because you struggle. In other words, we could speculate that a blacksmith or a woodcarver might develop the self, capital S, via their physical work more so than a computer scientist or even a worker in a modern factory which has divided labor. Okay, elaborate. I wrote that. That's what I was going to talk about, but then you said hold off on it. <laughs> so, but I needed to kind of, I needed to explain something. The symbols. And I'm not doing it. Very the 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 okay, symbols just stop for of a the second. unconscious and, and in our own work. Silencium. I understand. If these people, they, they were manipulating actual matter, okay? They were hands-on. Alchemists were hands-on to some degree. Though there were also alchemists that were kind of more just writing about things. 
Uh, my idea, as I just as you just read my idea out to the world for people, is that since now a lot of our work is abstracted from reality, like we don't have, we don't touch things and move things and manipulate things, that I have this idea that I think we're going to miss out on potential transformations, individuation, because we don't interact with matter anymore. That's interesting. So what we do, and if you think about it, there's this decline in alchemy, not just because of the age of reason, but became, because it became more and more artificial and more and more about coded language and manipulation of symbols. Whereas it started out, it seems a little bit more practical, even though the practical didn't really affect anything useful. Um, and so I can imagine a world in which, say, someone who's doing a craft, who is hands-on doing a craft, and it could be crocheting, it could be blacksmithing, it could be whatever it is, through the, through the interaction with that real material, not only are they, by definition, kind of taking something rough matter and creating something better with it but their mental process through that changes like imagine the mental process of a blacksmith who's hammering their ore or whatever it is they do and they actually create something it's not just a transformation of the physical there's there's something going on inside their mind there also now someone like you who's just an internet personality you're you're always you're always abs you're always abstract from everything. You're not there's no there's you don't have the context to actually become an individual. Wrong. Wrong. Because how about this? What is a writer? A writer has been around for a long fucking time and yeah, I guess you could say they were interacting with matter when they wrote like pen quill to parchment. But like, really? Not really. There is some, something transformatory uh, about writing, though. No, not no. transformational. Yes, but but maybe not in the same way, because writing is a perfect example of a higher level of abstraction. You're not you're manipulating symbols. OK, mm -hmm. Which is what, maybe this somehow, oh, do we only have, okay. So, <laughs> so in the alchemical text, there's actually a lot of manipulation of symbolic language. But that in and of itself is one step removed from the actual work, the physical work. Do you see what I'm saying? And so writing is, is another abstract level up. Well... I don't know. I think you're a little bit fixated on matter here, okay? I don't know. Um, maybe matter is merely one way, okay, to to delve into these unconscious symbols and, and uh, cavort with the archetypes. But that doesn't mean it's the only way. So I don't know if it necessarily means that we lose out if we don't work with matter. Perhaps we find there are other ways that are non- matter based that we can still you know cavort with the archetypes like don't you when you take psychedelics you're not like you know doing stuff with your hands but the archetypes be out there you know like you you trip and they're all out there hanging around totally up 
out of the con- unconsciousness, you know? So it's like, I think you can, there's an instance where you can go into the unconscious and the depths and all of that without necessarily having to be working with your hands. Understand? Um, I wonder, music? What about music? I have failed. I've ex- I've failed to explain <laughs> psychology and alchemy. That's okay. I thought that I would, and I still went on the hero's journey, and yeah. I tried. I tried my best. Um, maybe we'll have to come back to this and e- explain even more. I'm not sure. Um, well, clearly. I, I mean, I can just read some more strange passages. Well, and no, see what no, you no, think. no, no. Maybe not. Just throw a bunch of more strange ideas. Why don't you compound in the last uh, seven minutes we have here? Why don't you compound a little bit on why you think I'm wrong? You mean expound or compound? I don't know what I said, but. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, from what I understood, what you just said. You just said you can take psychedelic drugs and learn about archetypes. Is that what you just said? Yeah. Okay, so I don't like to put that idea down because I understand everybody wants to like learn things or whatever. But um, beyond the, the dangers of that, which are generally few as long as you're relatively mentally stable, though I don't see a lot of mentally stable people in the world, so I'm not sure if it's a great idea. But, but that I don't think is necessary. Okay, so... It's a shortcut. Let me let me put it yeah, that way. Yeah, I see what it's you another mean. shortcut, and it's no good. I mean, it can be good for some people. Again, not trying to put it down, but it's not. It's not the way. There's a danger in a shortcut. Yeah, it's not the organic there's way because that. you can also become overwhelmed, and that's the thing. If you labor to meet the unconscious and the archetypes, then you've kind of like earned your path there, so you're prepared for what you meet because you got there. If you take a shortcut. Maybe you'll be prepared, but you're kind of being thrown into the fire, you know? So you might not make it. It might be too much, and you might be scarred or obliterated even. Um, probably not, but like you're... you're. Listen, I've, I've done seen some people that have been obliterated by psychedelics, so um, it is a well, possibility. But it also kind of misses the point of the process in and of itself. Remember, individuation is a process. It's not a snap your fingers and now all of a sudden you've uh, taken in the archetypes correctly and, and safely and integrated them with yourself. Like, I don't understand why anyone thinks that would be a possibility. No, It my... can't be a possibility because by definition, there has to be a process of individuation. Yes. Now, I would not suggest, but you know what? It's a free country. I would suggest that you practice alchemy, nor would I suggest that you... Uh... Hello? I just, I think the archetypes are like coming to get me up the stairs i just have to be aware you know like i think the homeless are getting information uh they have heard us expound on the secrets of the universe and so you know i gotta be vigilant that's all but go ahead what are you saying and say it with a conclusion because we got four minutes see that nervous disposition right there (laughs) means that you need to not be practicing ideas which are out of your depths you're like looking around or whatever for ghosts now because we talked about alchemy. Um, <laughs> I have failed and that's okay. Failure is part of the individuation process, we'll just say. 
I'll also conclude with the idea that um, no, I'm not going to do that. I accept my failure in this podcast. It's a difficult one, man. And also, I don't really suggest anyone try to read this book unless you have a good basis already You're like Carl Jung. the opposite of a Jung advocate. Like, you just go around saying, I'm not even going to tell you what this is. I don't recommend you read this book. Um, let's just move on. Like, well, because it's not, and I'm not doing it because I'm like, oh, I've learned the secrets of alchemy and now I just can't tell you. I actually am having a hard time. I'm having a hard time explaining all the different ideas. Yes. Uh, because I, you can't explain a fuck. This this motherfucker goes like he goes through a thousand years of history and it, half of it's in Latin and it's it's really uh, and he is there's contradictions within the text himself that he has to deal with. Um, hmm. But that's a great place to end. So, um, now that you've um, passed on to another realm mid-sentence, if you enjoyed this, if you enjoyed descending, just a little dip into the ideas of Jung, just a little, little taste of what lies in the beyond, then by all means, join us at the Silver Eye Society. The least you can do uh, to, you know... Um, repay this shell-shocked individual over here is to like and subscribe that's all we ask a little like a little subscribe and if you really want to help us continue to delve into the depths of what lies in the ether i like to say the ether i feel like it doesn't really mean anything so you can just kind of throw it around in this type of context you know if you like to uh you know explore the ether <laughs> Do you understand why your alchemical lab would, would blow up? You can't just throw words like ether around and be like, I just like to say that word. This is danger. Danger. Do not do not practice alchemy. Unlicensed alchemy at home. Well, you can because you're in Florida. All alchemy is unlicensed right. in Florida. Here we have to get probably a permit and uh, equity on the board of the alchemist's chair meeting, whatever. But the Silver Eye Society is unlicensed and unbound by the restrictions of all states, states of being, states of man, states of the united. Um, and you can join right now. Do it. It's good for you. Goodbye.